Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and this is always the best edition because it is Friday. It means the weekend is tomorrow. Well, technically, at like 5 o'clock today, it's, it's the weekend. That's what I consider the weekend. So good to go. Always the best edition. And we're going to start with, well, we got some good news and some bad news. We got two reports out. We got the Freddie Mac weekly mortgage survey. And then we got a new report looking at the fourth quarter of 2021, looking at loan originations. And so we got some good news and some bad news. And really, it's actually only bad news, I guess, if you're in the industry. It doesn't really affect you if you're a consumer like at all. (laughs) It might actually be a good thing, I guess, to some extent. So we got mortgage rates. And according to the weekly survey from Freddie Mac, this one is more up to date. We, you know, we always quote you Freddie Mac and the Mortgage Bankers Association, which we get on Wednesdays. That is always from the week before. So there's always a lag with that data. The Freddie Mac weekly survey is for what's happening this week. And it showed for the 30 year fixed 13 basis point drop to 3.76 on average. That, of course, is still up 74 basis points from one year ago. But hey, we'll take the double-digit drop. Uh, 15-year fix average rate fell 13 basis points as well. Uh, That finished at 3.01%, which is still up 67 basis points from the same time last year. So it's been a while. Actually, this is the second week in a row that we saw a reversal with regards to mortgage rates. So another refi boom, maybe (laughs) another refi boom is going to be happening. Uh, Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist said these rates are of course related to what is happening with these geopolitical events saying quote, while inflationary pressures remain, the cascading impacts of the war in Ukraine have created market uncertainty. So people fleeing to bonds, Lower in the yields. Consequently, rates are expected to stay low in the short term, but will likely increase in the coming months. So maybe a slight refi boom. It's it's possible. Some people were like, oh, wait, hold on. Rates are moving in the opposite direction. But here's the thing. Mortgage rates bottomed out to start 2021. So over a year ago, and they've been slowly rising a little faster in the last couple of weeks uh, before these last two. (laughs) Uh, Rates, of course, we saw a big jump at the end of February. And so rates have been moving up ever since the start of 2021. And this is putting downward pressure on mortgage volume, which, of course, makes sense when you're looking also at historically low inventory. I mean, record low inventory. So you got mortgage rates moving up and you have no homes available to buy. That's going to create a situation where you're just not going to see the volume that we saw, especially the last two years. Remember, the last two years were just nuts when it comes to mortgage originations. I mean, I think it was double, triple what we were pre-pandemic. So yeah, I mean, you're just not going to be able to keep up that rate of originations. And more than likely refis are going to be hit harder. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's start with overall originations quarter over quarter. So this we're looking at the end of 2021. This is Q4 2021. Mortgages secured by residential property fell 
11% when compared to the third quarter when it was 3.27 million. That's what it fell to. 3.27 million. That's how many originations took place. Now, mortgage volume was also down 13% year over year. That was the largest annual decrease that we've seen since December 2018, which putting in context, considering how much of an increase we saw in volume, the fact that we're only seeing a decrease equivalent to 2018 isn't bad. I mean, you would think that And we'll see with Q1 of 2022, but you would think that you would be seeing a drop off similar to what we saw when the mortgage crisis happened, because I mean, we just saw levels we've never seen before. And now we're kind of getting in a more normalized place, if not below normal, because of the fact there's no inventory out there. Now, the total dollar amount. So that was um, we're looking at loans. So 3.27 million loans looking at dollar amount in the fourth quarter of 2021 was 1.06 trillion, which was a 9% decline from the third quarter and a 6.5% drop from the same time last year. Total volume, of course, was down across the board, impacting both refis and purchases. Most people are going to assume that, man, refis probably got hit so much worse Once again, inventory is creating problems for purchases. So refis were down 10.8% quarter over quarter, but we're down 22.7% year over year. So much bigger impact on an annual basis for refis. But here's what's fascinating. Purchases were down a little bit more than refis quarter over quarter, 11.3%, but were positive looking at year over year up 2.8%, which is not unexpected. If you remember, we've talked about this before, the Freddie Mac uh, projections for what was going to be happening, at least in 2022, was that purchase origination was actually supposed to tick upwards. We were going to see more than we did the year before. Refis, of course, were supposed to drop, but purchases were supposed to increase. And so, yes, it is very likely that the numbers in Q1, the quarter that we are currently in of 2022, are going to be worse (laughs) than what we saw in Q4. We got rates that are even higher, significantly higher by most accounts. And of course, you have inventory levels at historic lows. That is not a recipe for a lot of loan originations. However, if you take the current decline and continue it at the current rate, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, so we saw an 11% drop quarter over quarter. If we assume that every quarter we're going to see an 11% drop, that would be a little bit higher than the projection from Freddie Mac, but not completely out of the realm of what they were projecting. So Freddie Mac, if you remember earlier this year, projected that originations would decline from $4.7 million in 2021 to $3.3 trillion. Did I say tr- did I say trillion, right? I didn't say million. <laughs> 4.7 trillion. Make sure we get that right. That'd be really bad, right? 4.7 million, considering there are, what, 500 cities in the United States where the average home price is over a million dollars. It'd be four houses for the entire year. Impressive. Uh, so 4.7 trillion, it would fall to 3.3 trillion in 2022, which if you were to take a 11% quarterly drop and we... You know, use the numbers and plug them all in. That would be a 37% drop annualized. 
However, Freddie Mac is projecting a 30% drop. So yeah, it would be bigger, but it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of what they have projected with regards to loan originations. And remember, they're talking about purchases actually going up. So the fact that we are seeing a decline quarter over quarter just once again highlights how low these inventory levels are. I mean, it's nuts. Because remember, Freddie Mac is actually projecting an increase in purchases. So they are, we're going to see more purchases in 2022 than we saw in 2021. But that's not going to happen if there's no houses. <laughs> that's one of the key components to buying a home is there being a home that you're actually able to purchase. So that's a big deal because I'm, I'm going to assume that that was something that they weren't thinking about. I mean, it was possible. But that's why I'm wondering if the numbers could actually be even lower than the projections, because a lot of people thought that we were going to be seeing a cooling housing market with rates moving up. I mean, it wasn't long ago that people were projecting that a 4% mortgage rate would just collapse the market. And we were already there <laughs> a couple. We were there, I think, two weeks ago we got there. And then I think last week and I think even earlier this week. I mean, once again, it's a day to day situation. And it all depends on the individual and your individual situation. But that didn't happen, not even close. <laughs> we actually saw the market ramp up. And so that's that's what's just so crazy about housing right now, all these different factors that you have to take into account. And I don't think anyone projected that we were going to be seeing these geopolitical events, that Russia was going to invade Ukraine and was going to cause all kinds of turmoil that is now leading people to flee to safety. I, well, obviously people in the Ukraine, but I'm talking about with regards to the financial markets, uh, people going, we got to get into bonds. They're jumping into bonds and that's uh, pushing yields down. So it's just that unknown factor that you always have to unfortunately somewhat account for. And speaking of unknown, well, it was somewhat known. <laughs> we did see jobless claims. Jobless claims fell for the week, but more than expected. So we did not know that. We knew they were going to fall, but they fell more than expected. The weekly jobless claims from the Department of Labor for the week ending February 26th showed that initial jobless claims decreased 18,000 to 215,000. Not bad. I will take it, especially when they were projecting a smaller drop to 225. So they were projecting a drop but it was bigger than expected. And that's always what you want to see when it comes to the labor market. Continuing claims increased for the week ending February the 19th. They're always a week behind. Uh, continuing claims were 1.476 million. That was actually an increase to two, of 2,000, which if you remember last week, they set a record. We saw the lowest number of continuing claims since, I what was it? Like 1950 or 60 or something along those lines. So it had been a while. It was, it was very good news. So a 2,000 increase is really not a big deal when you're talking about 1.476 million. Yeah, 2,000. <laughs> it's like a rounding error for the most part. And they had actually projected a uh, slightly smaller increase to 1.475 million. <laughs> so they missed. Ah, they didn't. It was a miss, a swing and a miss. Uh, and in case you're interested, uh, Michigan saw the biggest drop in initial claims 9,200 fewer claims 
Wonder what you think that's seasonal? You think because uh, it's starting to get warmer out? I don't know. I've actually never been to Michigan, so I'm just assuming that maybe it's not as snowy, and so people can now work. Construction, things like that. Uh, followed by California, where not a lot of snow. Uh, they, they actually saw a drop of 4,600, and Florida saw a drop of 2,300. And then on the flip side, Massachusetts saw the biggest increase in claims, over 3,100. I don't know what's going on in Massachusetts. And then Rhode Island, what's going on with the East Coast, man? The Northeast, what, what is happening? They were up 1,000. And then uh, Nevada, of course, not on the East Coast. We're up 850. So jobless claims have now fallen, if you've been keeping track at home, five of the last six weeks. That's awesome. So now five of the last six weeks, and they're now down 70,000 claims from the peak during the Omicron variant. So right around kind of that Christmas time, right before the new year, we're down now 70, or I'm sorry, the beginning of the new year, and we're now we're down 70,000 claims from that. Also, earlier this week, we got a good ADP report, which showed not only 475,000 jobs created this month, but they actually revised their report from a lot. Remember last month, we got the ADP report, and everyone freaked out because it showed a loss of like 300,000 jobs in the economy. And we're like, oh, no, Omicron. Oh, man, this is horrible. Worst thing. And then we got the actual monthly report, and it wasn't bad. Well, ADP revised their last report to also being up 500,000. That was an 800,000 point revision, an 800,000 job correction. That's crazy. <laughs> so, there, I mean, I, I don't know. Does that mean we shouldn't even trust the, I mean, how can you make that big of a correction? Uh, so yeah, they, they, they now were in, the po- in positive territory. Big correction by ADP. And so now we got the non-farm payroll. The big monthly jobs report. But remember, the labor market is so tight that I think they're projecting 400,000 jobs. That's great. I mean, when the, I mean, we're, I watched Jerome Powell testify these last two days in front of the Senate and then the House. And, you know, he talks about the tight labor market. And that's why you're seeing these wage increases. It's, you know, you go to stores and they're closed on certain days. They can't find people to work. We are in a tight tight labor market and so if we could they're projecting four hundred thousand. i mean that's amazing if you're creating four hundred thousand jobs in a tight labor market that's that is good that is uh it's tremendous i mean it's it's kind of like before covid hit and the you know people thought okay we got to be at a we got to be at full employment and we just kept seeing these good job reports and I guess they're just pulling people off the sidelines. People who were no longer looking for work started looking for work again. And so, yeah, if we can get four to 500,000 jobs created in this tight labor market, that would be good. So we got the non-farm payroll coming out tomorrow. And, oh, and if you didn't get to see Jerome Powell testify, then you missed him pretty much saying, yeah, we're going to do a 25 basis point hike for the Fed funds rate later this month when the Federal Open Market Committee meets and so unless something just insane happens, then it looks like we're going to be getting a 25 basis point increase to the Fed's fund rate, which is people, a lot of people, including myself, would probably like to see a 50 basis point hike, but I'll take a hike. Okay. We got to, we got to get, we got to increase interest rates to deal with inflation. Okay. We got to do it. So it's not as much as I would like, but I will take anything moving in the upward direction. So 
I will take it. 25 basis points. All right, that's going to do it for us time-wise here on the podcast. Don't forget, we got the big, the big non-farm payroll coming out today, 8.30 a.m. They're projecting 400,000 jobs created, and that'd be impressive if they hit that number. So we will see, and we'll talk about it on the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. You guys enjoy your weekend. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.